You're listening to the Guess Off My Soapbox podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We want to make the world a better place and share life-educated opinions and have discussions on various topics. Welcome your host. He is a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, and always wants to know, how's your integrity today? Mad Morgan! Hey, 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 folks, it is Wednesday night. Hey, thank you very much for joining me for Get Off My Soapbox. Yeah, it's the big show, and it is Wednesday night. It is hump day, it is hump night, and, uh, well, today, for episode nine of Get Off My Soapbox, we are discussing influences on young minds, FOMO, and gullibility. Those are our topics for today, so hang on tight, get yourself a drink, get yourself a snack, sit comfortably in your chair, or put your feet up, whatever works for you, and let's get started with this. So let's start off as we do. Please check out getoffmysoapbox.com for more information on this show of Get Off My Soapbox, and also our daily weekday show of Soapbox Daily. Also, I want to announce during this episode that we have a new website up and running called The Mad Morgan. And this is themadmorgan.com. This is about uh, me, myself, the host, Mad Morgan, because I'm going to be branching off into a bunch of different podcasts, more than just beyond the current podcasts that we have actively running, which are Soapbox Daily and Get Off My Soapbox. We're going to be branching off and do a bunch of other podcasts, a bunch of other products and projects. And with that, we wanted to have a central location. Yes, of course, we will still have our existing websites, getoffmysoapbox.com, as well as you know, the sites that branch off of that. You can find all those links on getoffmysoapbox.com. But we decided to make another website to encompass all the projects that I'll be attending to moving forward and a bunch of other things. So check that out. It's still in development. We're still getting it off the ground. We just laid the foundation and got it started this past week. But check out themadmorgan.com. It's uh, there. We'll have more information as we go along. But in the meantime, hey, our fully up and running site, getoffmysoapbox.com, is ready. You'll notice at the top of the page, there's a whole bunch of links going to all our social media platforms. We have an FAQ section. We have all that information. We'll cover everything as far as our active shows go. Please check that out. Also, hey, how is your integrity this week? Are you having a good integrity week? Are you being the change the world needs? It's important. Be the change the world needs. Set a positive example. Help others do the right thing. So how is your integrity today? How is your integrity this week? Always want to know. Always hope you're doing the best you can be. We can do it. We can change the world for the better. We just have to all get into it step by step, even baby steps, and eventually get to where we need to be and influence more people to be the best that they can be as well. So let's get into today's topics. Starting off when it comes to influences. Today, everything influences everybody. But my biggest concern when it comes to influences is basically when it comes to influencing our young. This is the concern. Because once upon a time, the internet was supposed to be a good thing. The internet was supposed to be a treasure trove of knowledge and information to exchange ideas and and help us communicate better. That was the whole intention of the internet originally when it first was launched. And I got into the internet in the mid 90s. Yes, that would probably be before some of you were even born or considered, but in the mid 90s is when I got into it. And it was slow. It was an ugly world. It was filled with dial-up tones and slow speeds and just really bad graphics. But it was the internet. It was the dawn of the information age. It was where everything was starting. And it was, you knew it was going to get better because each new development, each new advancement, each new thing that came around, it was like 
Christmas morning. It was like, wow, look at this. Oh, have you checked this out? Oh, check the graphics out on this. Oh, look at my speeds got faster. So it was interesting. But the thing is, is that although it was designed for exchange of information and before that it was used for medical and scientists and everything else, before it hit public accessibility, it was, I don't know, it became manipulated. It really did. And the sources of information also led to disinformation. It led to a platform where people could provide false information as well as real information, which became discouraging because a lot of people figured I'm going to get on the internet and everything there is true because it was supposed to be based around science and all these proven things. And no, because there's always going to be that dark side of people that want to put bad stuff out there. Disinformation for whatever reason, whether or not it be for amusement, whether it be for malice, whatever the case may be. But the concern being here is, is that as the internet became intertwined into the everyday world of everybody, even the infrastructures of our countries and our cities, it's scary to think how much is actually intertwined when it comes to the government and the functions of everything. Like if the internet were turned off tomorrow, we'd be back to the Stone Age, which I think is a bad idea. And I work in support of high tech. I think it's a bad idea to have so much intertwined into this you know, information superhighway as they used to dub it back in the day. But that's another story for another show. But today, my concern is influences on young minds. Now, okay, when I was growing up, were the, what were the influences? The influ influences when I was growing up were, were local. As, as young, we don't read newspapers. We don't see a lot, we do, don't do a lot of that stuff. We might read, you know, magazines if they're related to our age category. Everything else we see was on TV, but everything on TV was regulated. Everything had to be regulated on TV. So it was not malice. It was basically what they want us to learn, but it was also presented with a very controlled audience, but factual, factual to the best it could possibly be based on the age group it was intended for. And also, of course, the audience, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But for the most part, it was factual. You knew for a fact that you saw it, it went through regulations and everything else before you actually got this information. So if it was presented as information that was true, it was true. There was no second guessing. There was no reading between the lines. There was no wondering, you know, it was simply, oh, okay. So this is what they say is what it is. Now, some people might say, well, then you're brainwashed. You're brainwashed. You're, you're, you're led to believe all this stuff. You're being controlled. Well, Yes and no, because there was a moral sense when it came to what was displayed on TV. They regulated it to a certain degree for truth and accuracy and everything else. There's no reason to, you know, disinform people. But even if there was a little bit of that going on, obviously to do it out of malice would not have been a good idea. It wouldn't have been productive at all, especially to influence the young, because why would you want to do that to the young? So what influenced the young? Okay. You had commercials that influenced the young. You had cartoons that influenced the young. Age-appropriate TV that influenced the young. You always used to have adult stuff that was after a certain hour when kids were usually asleep. The only other influences were what you saw out in the world when, you know, kids saw kids at school or went out to play with kids. These were the influences. Okay, maybe there were some magazines, but other than that, what else influenced kids? What else were they interested into? It was TV, video games, depending. I mean, the latest toy was out there. I mean, this was the influences. The other influences came from the world. 
came from interacting with other households. And of course, if those other households were not raising their kids in a proper, correct, moral manner, then obviously you'd have negative influences that would rub off on other kids if they weren't educated to be right from wrong. Assuming that parents raise their kids to be naive and, and think that everybody is, you know, correct in what they do, or if they prepared them for the fact that other kids might not be raised in a proper manner and might have bad influences. And you want to, hopefully you, you when your kid went out in the world back in those days, we're talking 70s, 80s, you're hoping that they associated with good kids that came from good households with good influences and they were parented correctly. You know, that's pretty much what you hoped for. You're hoping that they made friends with the good kids and so your kid would not be influenced in the wrong ways. So there are very limited influential structures that were there to influence the young minds. Kids moving into teenagers, we were very limited as to how much stimulus we had. But when we get into later on, when we get into the advancements of technology, well, that stage has changed. Now the stage is no longer who you see it at school or video games or TV. Now you have the wild west of information which has a combination of everything coming at you and it's unregulated to a large degree. It's the wild west. Nobody's really watching over your shoulder unless you perform something that's highly illegal. And even then, in the early days, that wasn't even regulated as well. So move forward even further than that. Okay, so you have a lot of good stuff and bad stuff that came out of the internet. It's beyond the schoolyard now. It's beyond TV and commercials and it's beyond that. Now it's accessible. Now it's accessible by the family computer. Well, okay, so you have to get on the computer. The parents, the adults regulate the computer usage. So the kids have limited access. But the thing is, is that it's the kids that are understanding the technology faster than parents because they are actually raised in the technology age. So now technology advances. Okay, so since they happen to be the ones that are quicker to learn the technology they're teaching the parents no longer are the parents regulating the computer now it's the kids that have free reign on the computer because they know how to use it better than the parents do so now they're doing whatever they want on the internet you move forward a little further down the road it's no longer the family computer that's in the home office or home you know living room it's now moved on to the cellular generation where cell phones have advanced to the point where the technology in a cell phone is at least uh, no word of it a lie a hundred times superior than the technology we had in the mid 90s when the internet first became accessible in the early to mid 90s so the computer you know imagine think about this and i'm not exaggerating here is probably close to a hundred times a hundred fold the technology that we had in the 90s first getting on the internet a hundred fold easily what's in cell phones of the current era cell phones new cell phones today the technology that's in them is about a hundred fold if not more more powerful than what we had back in the day. So well, let's, let's step back a little. So mid nineties, internet starts booming. It's pretty good stream by the year 2000. Cell phones are catching up. That technology is catching up. Now it, it's got to the point where as cell phone advancements move forward, cell phones were no longer for phones. They were technology. They were computers. They were supercomputers by comparison to the you know, first computers we used. And now they have their own internet access 24 seven through data, anywhere you can be, anywhere that has signal, boom, you have data, you have internet, you are on the internet. You can do any much thing you want, which of course, as you can imagine, people got addicted to because people got 
this idea that they were incredibly smart because they had Google on demand. They had information on demand. All they had to do is Google. Google has all the answers. Google knows everything. So along with the good stuff of having access to knowledge and sharing of information and interacting, you have, of course, the good and the bad. So now we look at the influences. So now it went from the influences of the interaction with good and bad people. Now they decided to get into a whole social structure, a whole social media, as they call it, where people get to interact and have profiles and put themselves online. So it's pretty much your virtual identity online. And this is where people start interacting. But the problem with that is, is that you have good interaction, you have bad interaction. But the biggest thing that concerns me when it comes to all this interaction is, of course, the fact that people can be of false identity and you don't know who you're dealing with. And the influences that these people can have to manipulate weak minds because there's a good portion of people out there that are influential that can influence others, but those are there's others that are um, weak in the sense that they can be influenced easily more than others. And as you can imagine, with the way technology moved forward, some young minds, I mean, don't get me wrong, kids don't know. We're supposed to teach kids. So they are, we influence them right from wrong, teach them good from bad, give them education. So this is why school is so important, because the only thing that school does really is teach you how to learn. That's what school does. It teaches you how to learn and gives you some basic understanding of certain things like language and math and, and, you know, the way the world is and history. I mean, a little bit of everything, but first and foremost, it teaches you how to learn and how to problem solve. This is the stuff that it does, but not everybody has the same IQ and some people are wanting to, you know, some people want to watch the world burn and others basically don't. Others are peaceful and somewhat on the subjective, um, they're highly subjectable to suggestion. So the concern about the influences on young minds spans into if it's not somebody with malice that actually has the intent of giving bad ideas to influential minds, it is the fact that they spin it in different ways, which influences even some strong minds which is of the concern, and they do it in different formats. The biggest thing that's doing it in different formats is stuff like social media and quick social media, which is like flashcards almost. And I'm talking mainly, of course, of formats like TikTok and formats like uh, Instagram, very quick things. It's almost like here, we're going to present you some quick information. You have hardly any time to actually absorb it and think about it and calculate it and rationalize it and we're going to present it as truth and because you have such a short attention span you're going to believe it and unfortunately there are a portion of young minds that actually do take it that fast because their attention span is so short and i did an actual show on this recently on soapbox daily it's actually down to eight seconds you realize a goldfish has a nine second attention span today's up and coming generations youthful generations going to teenagers have an eight second attention span so if you think about it if you create a short video or short information or just a picture with words on it it's like flashcards it's almost like i don't know if you for the older generation 40 plus that remembers how people used to talk about 
hidden messages in pictures, which are subliminally brainwashing people. There was some study on that. Um, don't quote me on this. As I said, I'm not a medical mind or anybody professional or anything along those lines. I'm not certified in, in matters of that, but this is just from experience and stuff that I've come across over my lifetime. So there used to be these flashcards that could brainwash people because they'd have slightly imposed messages and the mind would be looking at the forefront image and subconsciously be programmed with the message behind. Who's to say that this technology, with technology advancements, who's to say that this method has not been refined to the point where it actually does that now? And maybe people are being brainwashed with the simple combination of words and pictures or fast images to program in some regards. And, and this is a concern I have because I sit there and I try to rationalize when I see some of the youth when they do certain things. And I go, how could you look at certain things and not realize that it's wrong because of that rebellion side of you? or it's because you're just being completely overwhelmed with this imagery, this influence. I mean, everything from, I mean, I could start picking on music, which I will in later later episodes, but I just look at some of the lack of quality in everything from music to style, to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm wondering, well, how can your rational mind you actually think that this is good? unless you've been bombarded with it to be programmed that this is good. This is where I'm concerned about a lot of these social media platforms because it kind of gets me thinking, well, if you're being bombarded with this stuff on repetition, it's almost like brainwashing back in the day with hidden messages and, and imagery and, and cards before the advent of advancements of technology in fast images and shorts and videos and, and Instagram and all this other stuff. It's kind of just more of it coming at you a lot faster, which is basically taken away. And some people might be like, oh, okay, Mad Morgan, you're just getting into the whole conspiracy theory thing. Well, I don't really think so. I think today's youth is being bombarded from stuff on the internet and social media to the extent that they are programmed to like stuff. They are programmed to like really crappy rap music because <laughs> it's really shitty these days. Uh, they're programmed to want certain styles. They're programmed to want certain brands. And the argument could be said, well, every generation was like that. Well, no, I don't think so. I see more clones these days than ever before in previous generations, more clones. It's like if you look at a schoolyard in a high school these days, those that have the means are clones of each other. You could probably find a group of 20 people and more than 50% of them are all wearing similar outfits in similar ways, similar brands. That's a huge amount. I would say almost look like, you know, copies, copies of each other. Like you took a photocopy and uh, copied one copy, you know, over and over again. And I really think that that is that influences is because of all the imagery that's being tossed at our youth. And we're talking from kids all the way up to teenagers because wow, what I see out there, I just sit there and I scratch my head going, I don't understand. But now that I actually look at some of your influences, I kind of understand because I do find even myself, even though I came out of a completely gener different generation, but I also am logically mindsetted and not because I work in the technical field, I sit there and I analyze. And even myself, I find myself getting captivated, very captivated in a lot of the social media stuff and imagery because it's presented such a way that you don't even have a any time to decide whether or not you want to watch more. It's like, boom, and flip, next. Boom, and flip, and next. Boom, and flip, and next. 
And it's like one after the other, after the other, after the other. Now, if you think of a young developing mind, and I'm not talking about established mind, but a young developing mind or a weaker mind for that matter, because I know people that are about my age that are older generations, they're Gen Xs that frankly haven't grown up at all since teenage years. And they're so easily influenced because they really develop at a, a slower pace. So they're about as moldable as a teenager is. When it comes to my generation, well, we have our control of our faculties still, but we have a better foundation knowing that, you know, certain things are right, certain things are wrong and try not to get overwhelmed. We have a, a discipline factor to actually stop us and go, okay, whoa, 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 that's way too much videos for you. And, you know, we can pull back from it. But honestly, the bombardment, I couldn't even imagine on a young mind. I mean, I really couldn't. Now, this leads to the next thing. You know, I know I've been focusing on the influences on young minds, but this leads in, of course, to our next topic of FOMO. Now, some people are like, well, what's FOMO all about? Well, FOMO is a term that I've come across in the last few years, and it stands for fear of missing out. And don't get me wrong. FOMO, not the word or the abbreviation, but it has been around for a long time. For a long, long, long time. Nobody, for the most part, wants to be left out. But in my generation, when we were young, fear of missing out was you didn't get picked for one of the teams in gym, you know, or phys ed class, or you didn't get invited to the party or something along those lines. But it was situational FOMO. It was, okay, so what? You got last, picked last for the team when it came to, to, you know, gym class. Or, you know, oh, you didn't get invited to the party. Or you didn't get asked to go to the mall. Or you, whatever the case may be. And you got over it. It was like, eh, whatever. Those guys are a bunch of idiots or whatever. And that's fine. But now, FOMO is 24-7. Not just during school hours or the six hours you got to go to school. Now it's 24-7. Because as incorporating into technology and communication and social media, now it's 24-7 because you're reachable 24-7. Talk about bombardment and influences young, young, young minds. Now there's the Snapchats and there's, the, you know, all these other platforms that teenagers use. They don't use Facebook, it seems. It seems Facebook's passe and for the older generation. But they'll use these other platforms, especially Snapchat. That seems to be a big thing. And they don't want to be left out. So they engage in all these idiotic activities like taking snaps, which is probably the stupidest thing. Talk about influences. So somebody starts started this whole thing where friends on your Snapchat would take a stupid picture of a part of your face or, or you making a stupid face every couple of seconds or every minute or so and they call them snaps and you send them to the group or you send them to individuals absolutely no privacy anymore but you don't want to be left out because all the cool people are doing it or all your friends are doing it or everybody's doing it so i gotta do it too and i see my daughter do it and i just laugh at her but it's fomo it's fear of missing out you know you don't want to be left out you want to be accepted by other people so you don't want to be left out so if you don't want to be left out and have the FOMO, you got to wear what everyone else is wearing. You got to act the way other people are acting. You got to do these stupid things or these snaps and be chatting with people all hours possible on your phone using Instagram or snaps or and all that stuff. I mean, it's stupid, but it's like you're programmed to have low self-confidence, low self-esteem, no self-esteem and you have to be regularly doing an actual job of being social otherwise you're ostracized 
So you have to send these pictures or you're going to be ostracized. You have to wear these brands or you're going to be ostracized. You have to act a certain way or you're going to be ostracized. Talk about, excuse my language, but talk about a mind fuck. This is manipulation 101 on the extreme level. Like in my generation, we'd get randomly accused of playing mind games. But today's programming of FOMO and how young are influenced to not want to have FOMO, subconsciously they have FOMO, and they have to do all the stupidity in order to not be left out. Wow, it is seriously a mindfuck. It is manipulation like immensely, and they don't even realize they're being manipulated. And it's funny because they're all being manipulated. It's not like a ringleader. It's like somebody put this idea out there, either through teenage dramatic shows or teenage comedy shows or teenage shows of any sort, and put this idea out there and then somebody caught on to it and everybody just became sheep onto each other. Now everybody does, does it. Now nobody knows why they do it, but it's just been accepted that everybody does it. And so everybody does it because they were led to believe that everybody does it. Stupid, right? Nobody knows how, why they do it. And they haven't actually sat back and actually thought about why they do it. <laughs> they just do it because everybody else is doing it. So they got to do it. But it's like none of these stupid teenagers have actually stopped and thought for one second, hey, you know, this is pretty stupid. <laughs> I mean, I as an adult look at this and go, this is pretty freaking stupid. Why are you taking a stupid picture of yourself every five seconds? There's absolutely no, no reason for it other than you're having FOMO. You are just fear missing out because you think everybody else is doing something or teenage drama, TV shows or movies told you you have to do something and you think you got to do it because this is the way it's done. But no one's actually stopped to think about the consequences. Nobody stopped to think about how stupid it is, but they do it. And it's uh, that's got to be anxiety causing in teenagers and young people. It's got to be anxiety causing and, and mental issues causing because of this demand that they have to do this full-time job of being social or be ostracized, be left out. My daughter, for some reason, thinks that she has to say goodnight to all her friends on these chat clients. And I just sit there and I go, you don't have to say goodnight to them. They probably don't care. They're probably just doing what everybody else does. Do they say goodnight? No, they don't. So why do you have to go out of your way to say goodnight? I don't understand it, but you do it. Okay, which... Of course, brings me to my, la my my third point in today's topics for today's show of gullibility. Now, influences on young minds. Okay, now young minds don't doesn't necessarily mean by age. It doesn't mean by chronologically how many years you've been on this earth. Because a young mind can be somebody who's 90 years old, okay? It can still be a young mind, but not developed. Or have come full circle and decided go to maturity back to youth again whatever but when i mean young minds i mean a developing unmature mind that still has a lot of life to learn about and maturity to gain in order to be developed to be a rational logically minded level-headed balanced mind that's what i'm talking about okay so gullibility is something obviously that a young mind is subjectable to they can be subjected to being gullible to a lot of different things. And yeah, if you don't have the life experiences or the examples or have been taught to avoid certain things, you could be gullible and fall for stuff all the time. I mean, I heard a recent account of people that have been gullible to believing that some Filipino woman is actually the queen of Canada lately. 
And I've actually watched videos where people are genuinely believing this. Now, that's a good example of somebody that has some mental issues. One, this person, this Filipino woman that thinks she's the queen of Canada, she's got mental issues. But the people that are following her are very gullible and obviously undeveloped young minds. So young minds is not necessarily just the youth. It is a matter of life experience and maturity and everything else. So gullibility is there. Some people just don't have the examples. They don't have the life experience. They don't have the internal logic base to actually look at a situation and go, okay, that doesn't make sense or that's wrong. I shouldn't do this or, you know, I shouldn't believe this or anything else. They're highly influenced. They could be highly influenced easily because there are some people out there that have charisma. There are people out there that can spin a tail really well and convince people by a whole barrage of different methods of whatever they want to have them believe. And the majority, of course, of people will probably see through it, where there's going to be a small minority that's actually going to fall for it. Whether because they want to believe in something different than the everyday, whether or not they are truly going to believe anything that anybody tells them, which puts them into the gullibility section, or they're just, I don't know, they just can't make sense of things or somebody's not protecting them from, from themselves. It just makes me wonder. I watched a video today about how one of these followers of this Filipino queen of Canada who was videotaping the local hydropower company turning off their electricity and quoting how the queen of Canada had put a, de a royal decree that you know electricity is free and we shouldn't have to pay it. So this follower of this grifter was actually stating that, you know, she's going to put in some sort of royal request to, you know, have the power put back on because by royal decree, she was told that she doesn't have to pay the electricity bill. And now, of course, the electricity company had come to turn off her power. And this, this follower of the Queen of Canada was completely shocked and in and, and disbelief. She couldn't believe it. It, it, it. She said it was so wrong because of the royal decree that she didn't have to pay for power. And I just sat back and I watched this. And you could tell by this person that was narrating this whole video, she truly believed what she was saying in her belief in this person that grifted her that manipulated her into believing this and she, she truly 100% believed that this old Filipino woman was the queen of Canada truly believed that this, this old Filipino woman was the queen of Canada and I just sat back and I'm like wow how gullible are you you have issues you have mental issues you need to get some help because how did you make it this far in life and this woman must have been in her mid 40s by the sound of her voice, early to mid 40s. I'm like, how did you make it this far in life if you're this gullible? I would love to know. Obviously you own a house, you have a vehicle. How are you this far and you're believing this stuff? So yes, it's not only the youth that could be led to believe this, but the youth should know better because they should be given teachings from the older generations. Now, unfortunately, it's a round and round circle we go where, you know, when you're a kid, you believe something that your parents tell you because, well, your parents are there to protect you. But when you hit the teenage years, you start talking to other people and you start rebelling because you're thinking that you know everything and your parents don't know anything. And then you add the internet on top of that where supposedly there's all the information you could ever need on the internet. So your parents are wrong because Google says the parents are wrong or 
Google says something else and they automatically think that they're superior because they know everything because Google says it's right. Or they have friends that are influencing them in the wrong way, giving them false information or false information online. Because as I've said in previous shows and episodes, it is so easy to put content online. And if you can spin it right and you can present it right, you can convince people of anything. So this is where misinformation comes into effect. And yes, on young minds, not necessarily kids, not necessarily teenagers, but undeveloped, unmature minds can be influenced into believing stuff. Now, for a numerous amount of reasons, it could be because they hope for something better or they have a different reality going on in their brain or they see the world in a completely different way. Case in point, and I'll be doing a further show on this, these so-called quote-unquote freedom fighters, which are <laughs> free dumb, um, which is a joke, but these are a perfect case of followers, like following their, their sheep follower, their, their, their sheep, following some idea that was put out there and they're still believing it to this day that they are freedom fighters and they will fight for any cause that they feel that they can get media on. Oh, wait, wait, no, no, no. Sorry. Hang on a second. No, just, it's just the reality that they're looking to get any media they possibly can and coverage they can, but truly they don't really have a cause. So they're going to back up any cause that they possibly can because it makes it look like they have a purpose for why they call themselves freedom fighters, but they don't really have a purpose. They're just standing behind everybody else's causes and saying that they support them and causing a complete media circus and just a whole bunch of BS. <laughs> it's amusing. But case in point, that's a good example of young minds. And of course, the gullible people that follow these people that put these ideas out there. But back to our youth, which is the concern. They have a fear of missing out because they all want to be accepted. And as I said, everybody wants to be accepted for the most part. To a certain degree, we want to be accepted, whether it be from the majority, whether it be from our colleagues or peers, or whether it be just from the select people that you actually hold dear that actually truly matter. Because that's the sense of maturity, to not be accepted by the majority, but to be accepted by those that truly do matter. That's maturity, that's development, that is wisdom, that is being wise. That is when your young mind is no longer being influenced, but it is actually taking on a whole different plane of maturity and understanding of the world and instead of being influenced is actually influencing others because you have a logical educated mindset from years of experience and just living life that you influence others and hopefully teach them in the right ways this is why we rely on our parents and this is why i feel the young and also teenagers should listen to their parents more and learn from your parents, ask your parents the questions, ask for the guidance, because the older generations have already been there. Why reinvent the wheel if you don't have to? Learn from accurate sources. Stop learning from online, all right? Start learning from established people that have worked hard, not taken shortcuts, have not scammed the system. Actual people that have worked hard to get to where they are because they can give you the correct path of ups and downs of what you would have to go through and how to deal with probably any issue. I know personally me, I've learned a hell of a lot from my mom and she has taught me a whirlwind of stuff that has helped me get to where I'm at today. But also my dad at the same time, he's taught me a whirlwind of stuff to help me get to where I'm at to this day. My grandparents did as well because these are generations that have already been there. 
so why go through the struggles if you don't have to? If you can get guidance from people that have already been there, you can speed up to the next level. Consider it like a video game. You can start at level one or you can start on level 10. Where would you want to be? Frankly, I would probably want to be further along in the game because that's when the good stuff gets to, gets to you, when you get further along in the game. But that's up to the individual. Okay, so bottom line on this, I mean, yeah, the internet's affecting our kids and our youth growing up. And we really have to start to try to connect the dots why certain styles of music and everything else are their liking. And I'm going to say it's because the quality of music, especially rap music, you want to stay away from because the rap music is not the same quality it used to be back in the, my generation. It's went to all crap and it's on repeat and it's a complete carbon copy, carbon copy of a carbon copy. But for some reason, they resonate to it. You got to look at the influences and the styles and everything else. Monitor what your kids do when it comes to the internet. Monitor the social media they're on. Monitor the activities they do on their stupid idiot box phones. And, and regulate it. It's important because they might be bombarded with stuff and hurting themselves and doing stuff they normally wouldn't if they were disconnected from their phones, if they were disconnected from the internet. I think their brains would develop in a whole completely different pattern. I mean, I mean, once they go down a certain path, they're going to get stuck. And unfortunately, in some cases, it might just be into a brick wall. So you really have to be careful about that. It's something that if you don't regulate and you don't monitor, then it's going to get out of hand. We try our best to monitor our kid, my, my daughter. We try to monitor everything she does, but I still laugh my ass off when I see some of the stuff that she engages in socially. And I sit there and I go, how does somebody so smart do stuff that's so stupid? But that's today's generation. And I'm hoping with maturity, she grows out of it and stops taking all these snaps and all this stupid activity, hopefully. But my advice to other parents out there, regulate what your kids do social media wise, regulate what they do on their phones, don't let them get lost in that abyss, which is the phone, which sucks them in. And Lord knows long-term what kind of effect it's going to have in their brains. Get them to do stuff with their hands. Get them to do stuff with their minds without technology. Go back to old school, hand-eye coordination, everything else. I think that's going to be important. And build their confidence so they don't suffer from FOMO. Get them to be confident in themselves and their own company. Don't have a fear of missing out. Make them a trendsetter. Make them a leader. Help them to realize that they don't have to worry about missing out. They should be the ones that people want to, you know, they get them to be the leaders, get them to be the trendsetters, get them to walk their own path, get, get them to realize that teenage dramas are not reality. It's not how it works. Get them to stop being programmed by all this media and get them to think with their own mind versus have everybody else tell them what they're doing subconsciously because that's what's happening. And stop them getting to be so gullible, believing that Google knows everything because it doesn't know everything. <laughs> okay, so these, this is important. It really is. It's important that we protect our youth. And to the older generations that still have young, immature minds, unfortunately, get them help. I don't know how they made it that far if they're in their 40s and 50s and 60s and they still have immature minds. If it's mental conditions, get them some guidance, get them some help. But if they are just not matured or wisened up after that many years of life experience, then maybe somebody has to take them under their wing and help get them up to speed. Get out of the 15-year-old mindset, get them into what age category they're in and do better. And a little side note here, parents, parent your kids. Parent your kids. Be a parent to your kids. Don't let them raise themselves. You're the parent. You're the adult. 
you've already been there. Raise your kids. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to wrap this up for this week's show. Thank you very much for joining me today uh, for episode nine of Get Off My Soapbox. Very much appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. Please check out getoffmysoapbox.com. Also, if you're so inclined, please check out themadmorgan.com. But as I said, that's still in development, so no rush to get over there. But I'm just letting you know what's out there. I just want to put it out there. But getoffmysoapbox.com will have all the links to all our shows. It will have all the links to our FAQ section, all our social media websites. Check that out. Also, if you so choose to want to support us, please, you can check the links there for Patreon slash Get Off My Soapbox. There is a link on our website and every other link you can think of, it's on the website. Also, Twitter, at Mad Soapbox. Check us out. We are there as well. More information, information to keep you up to date as to what's going on, if we have any delays or anything that's new coming down the pipe, it's going to be on there. We're trying to wrap everything into it in together, intertwined, so you have a clear form of communication. We're working on that. We're streamlining it. But, you know, we have a very small crew that actually puts this together. So thank you very much for your patience. And by all means, hey, you can always reach out to me. I have contact information, email addresses on our website. You can reach out to me. If there's anything you want to know about, please, by all means, present your questions. So that's it for tonight's episode. For those that follow me once a week for our Get Off My Soapbox, thank you very much. And I will see you next week. For those that follow me every weekday, Monday to Friday, for Soapbox Daily, I will see you tomorrow morning for our next episode. Other than that, I am your host, Mad Morgan. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And whatever you're listening to, from wherever you are, Keep your integrity in check. Be the change and the positive change that the world needs. And I will see you next episode. Take care till then. That's all for this episode of Get Off My Soapbox podcast. Appreciate you tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Mad Morgan, head over to getoffmysoapbox.com for links and details. Thank, thank, thank you, you for, listening. for listening. Don't forget to follow so you don't miss the next episode.